When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your Pittsburgh baseball club has 99 problems. Well, okay, let's make it 98. But one of them does not appear to be the middle of the order. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. I was over at PNC Park last night covering the Pirates' 8-6 victory over the Cubs. They had the... They had to rally back. Mitch Keller gave up a bunch of runs, gave up a lead. Bullpen came in and was outstanding. Uh, Everybody, all the way to the back, David Bednar and Chris Stratton finishing off the job. But the big blow still came way back in the first inning, and that's when Colin Moran hit a three-run homer right after Brian Reynolds had doubled. And that's been kind of a pattern this season. Reynolds obviously having a tremendous year, but right behind him, for the most part, has been Moran. And when you look at Moran's numbers for the season, the counting numbers aren't going to blow anybody away. Actually, none of the numbers will. He's at exactly 300 at-bats for the year, which is the defining number of his 2021. But with that, he's got a 267 average, 10 home runs, 50 RBIs, 747 OPS. This is a pretty good ball player. Yeah, he's slow, and yeah, he's not necessarily the greatest defender in terms of range. But he's been... And use this word again and again and again with him, and it'll never let you down. Solid. He's been a solid first baseman. He catches what comes his way, for the most part. He's been a solid hitter in terms of production, for the most part. He's been a solid hitter when it comes to power. And that one probably applies better than for the most part. If you give him a 500 at bat season, You could be looking at, with a simple doubling here, 20, 22 home runs, whatever, and he'd be somewhere up in that range of 
you know, 85, 90 RBIs right around where you'd want somebody to be out of the middle of your order. For whatever reason, he's always, since he came to the Pirates in the Garrett Cole trade, he's always seemed comfortable with men on base. I asked him about that after this game. What it, What is it that makes that happen for him? Um, I don't know. Just uh, maybe a little bit better focus. Uh, there's more of like, uh, yeah, focusing on just getting the job done. I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, running scoring position. You're always kind of having a, you know, a purpose up there of, you know, like whether it's guy on third, less than two, getting some to the outfield, or you know, whatever the, um, you know, situation calls for to get the run in. So, I think just trying to lock in on focus. It's funny that his answer, as you just heard, was, I don't know. I don't know. But that's so very him. He's incredibly quiet, but at the same time, intense. He seems laid back, but at the same time, as you just heard, when he sees people on the base paths, he'll focus. That was the word he kept coming back to. That's a little bit of a different response than one usually gets to this question, and it's a common question. Derek Shelton said a few days ago that he felt that there was a mutually beneficial relationship between Reynolds and Moran, one helping the other. That's not the most popular stance these days in the baseball world where advanced analytics have really tried hard to debunk what they feel is a myth of protection in the lineup. Even though there's some, you know, common sense that says if there's this super spectacular hitter on deck, or even a hitter that you fear, you're going to be a lot more likely to pitch to the guy in front of them. There's, There's just... I don't know why there's a need to debunk that, but there definitely is because they can't find whether it's causation or correlation or whatever. But Shelton himself has said that he believes that it's mutually beneficial. And this is what Shelton had to say to the same subject last night. Uh, Colin had really good at bats tonight. He did benefit. I mean, Brian had good swings throughout the night uh, on base. And Colin was big through at home early and then the base hit late. So, I mean, it was – they did both benefit. Reynolds, I should mention, had three more hits of his own. Nearly had a fourth. Uh, drilled a ball to deep center field that Chicago's guy out there got under it in enough time that when he dropped it, it was deemed an error. It was the right scoring decision. But Reynolds had just another Reynolds night. It's what he does. Sometimes in sports and in life, you don't worry about the why. You don't worry why something is clicking, why something is working. You just say, okay, well, we have this, and we've seen in the past that it results in that. So, you know, Colin Moran's a pretty good ball player. No one gets super excited when Colin Moran does anything. But you know what else? Nobody gets super surprised by it either. Notice that? In this game alone, three-run homer, RBI single, reached base four times. 
And, you know, it's just like, well, yeah, yeah, he can do that. All that and the pirates still hold his rights through arbitration for another couple of years, so he's not going anywhere. So, not all things are terrible heading into 2022. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's always brought to you on this program by our friends at North Shore Tavern, directly across Federal Street from PNC Park, home of Steak on a Stone, home of the best baseball fan environment you'll find anywhere in the city. I'm not hyping it when I say that. Come on down to North Shore Tavern to see what I'm talking about. They're open year-round, including after baseball season's done, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. J1Q comes from Tim Myers, who says, Clay Holmes had just under a 5-0 ERA while he was here. No one really shed a tear when he was traded, and many, in fact, applauded the move. He's absolutely on fire with the Yankees. 30 strikeouts against one walk and a sub-2 ERA. Too many pitchers, it seems, are finding success outside our organization after leaving. Beyond collecting more talent, what steps must the Pirates take to have them succeed here? A new pitching coach is the obvious and easy answer, but what else? Tim, no. (laughs) I probably could have left that one there. But uh, Oscar Marine has come under heavy criticism on this program. I am nowhere near convinced he is the guy to lead this pitching into the future based on the precious few examples we've seen of guys getting better under his watch. The irony of the example that you just cited is Oscar gets all or almost all of the credit for Holmes. I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. When the Pirates were out in San Francisco, not long before the trade deadline, I was out there covering that series against the Giants. And you'll recall that the Pirates took two out of three from baseball's best team. In fact, one of the most bizarre statistical anomalies, just as an aside here, of the entire summer is that the Pirates took both series from the Giants, who've won 100 games while the Pirates are on their way to losing 100. Baseball, huh? But part of the reason the Pirates won those first two games, the Friday and Saturday games, was that Holmes was outstanding. And I remember vividly sharing that on this show, in my writing, and saying, I'm not sure what just got into him out here, but he just smoked these guys. It wasn't even interesting. He was throwing a heavy sinker that was diving under bats and you could just tell from the body language of Jacob Stallings behind the plate that he knew he was catching something special this transformation Holmes did not occur in the Bronx it occurred with the Pirates and this is actually the kind of thing that you want the Pirates to be doing 
on a regular basis. Make someone better, raise their value, and then as long as you're in this building phase, get real pieces back. There is still no one in the industry who's looking at that Clay Holmes trade and thinking, oh man, a Pirates got hosed. Yeah, Hoy Park's been something of a disappointment. He started off great, and then he really cooled off, but nobody's given up on him yet either. He hasn't had anything approaching a full season in the majors yet. And there are other pieces that came along in that. So I hear what you're saying, and I am no fan of Marine's work to date. But this is the one time I'll come to bat for him. Because Holmes is one of the very few guys he actually made better. And it's to his credit that Ben Charrington was able to get something for Holmes at the deadline. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Let's do it again tomorrow. Tomorrow.